Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Nerd Clan. Welcome back to Blake's Book Club. Today we are talking Chapter 7 of Midnight Sun. Oh, what a chapter. Chapter 7, Melody. The thing I like about Midnight Sun, and one of the things that I liked about this chapter, by the way, you're probably going to hear some uh, talking in the background. That is my children. Thank you for, as always, being patient with <laughs> my children and myself uh, and how things are with COVID. Uh, it is a crazy time, so uh, you'll hear them in the background as we just chat for a few minutes. The thing I like about Midnight Sun uh, in particular um, is... Getting a real sense of Edward's relationships, the thing that I think Twilight suffered from, and it would be hard pressed to find a better way to do it, but the thing that Twilight suffered from was the fact that you got some good stuff about Bella, but you never really got a good sense of Edward. um, Even through the lens that um, Bella has, you never got a good sense of Edward's relationships with his family. You got a little bit, and you got, I think, what would be um, a very entry-level introduction to their relationships and how they interacted with each other and the way they all moved around through and with each other. But in this book... The relationships are far more illuminated, and in the first number of chapters especially, it comes with great surprise that Emmett is the one that I find myself really caring about. I thought it was going to be Alice, um, and I thought it was going to be Carlisle, but it's Emmett who who takes the first stage uh, and the primary stage of this book in terms of Edward's family and I did not expect that because Emmett at least the way that it's portrayed in Twilight and in some extent Midnight Sun is that he's a meathead that's all he is he's a meathead and he doesn't really hold grudges he doesn't really go too deep beyond the first level of uh, analysis for people's uh, relationships and feelings he's what you see is what you get He's a meathead. Like, I picture him playing football and being a fullback. (laughs) Like, just take the ball and run. Don't do anything special. Get out there, knock some heads, occasionally get into the end zone, and see you later. That is how I I interpret Emmett to be. Just someone who's out there living life, living his best life, and being happy that he's uh, mated with uh, who is apparently a a smoking hot... um, uh, vampire and you know to be fair you know there is some textual evidence that that's true uh in in fact um i think edward even goes as far as saying that emmett's you know he needs well such a huge part of his relationship with rosalie is that it's a physical one like 
Emmett brings into um, question, like, how could you possibly be with Bella if you can't even touch her? Like, you can't even, you can't even interact with her. Um, and n- uh, not to say that that is wrong, by the way. Uh, I, I always say that, you know, there are three main pillars to marriage, uh, and that is uh, money, uh, and that is kids, and that is being physical. If you can't have those three, uh, I- you can't agree on those, th- on those three, then your marriage <laughs> is going to be hard. Um, that's just the way that it is. So uh, I'm not saying that he's dumb for wanting to be physical, but it just it gives and it lends more evidence to the fact that um, he his his character is such that uh, he's happy with his life the way that it is. He is content in being. Um, Having well, and he's content in having such a physical relationship uh, with with what again is to be considered <laughs> probably the most beautiful being on this planet, at least the way that it's written. So I'm surprised about Emmett. Oh, and by the way, you will hear a sound difference uh, in this um, in this Blake's book club because I'm in the studio today. Mary's upstairs. She's actually taking a rest. She needs it. She's been working very hard, um, and uh, she was up late last night. Uh, so I'm downstairs with my kids. Again, you're going to hear them in the background. Um, and I'm down in the studio because, you know what? I want Mary to have some rest. I want her to not be bothered by anything. And while I'm down here, eh, screw it. We're going to be in the studio. Uh, so I am surprised uh, up about the relationship building that I have here with Emmett. And... I like this book because of that. I think the book continues to justify itself uh, in this chapter, and it continues to explore certain things uh, about Edward's character that we didn't necessarily know, which is his penchant for composing music. We do know that he was a he did compose music because he wrote Bella's Lullaby, obviously in Twilight, but we didn't know that it was a thing or a hobby or a part of his life that he abandoned for some reason. We still don't know the reason why he abandoned it, um, but it was something that he did. It was something that he did enough that Esme was surprised and elated to discover once she heard him composing again. 